0: there being like a heaven or like a peaceful place that people go to after they pass I'm not sure it's the pearly gates I'm not sure it's like a white man with like a big beard and a Mm -hmm. white cloak coming to greet you and be like hey you made it Um, have a margarita but I think (laughs) that there is friends by accident
1: Podcast hosts on purpose. This is what you get when two Canadian women who come from completely different backgrounds serendipitously meet in a Brooklyn apartment.
0: This is Accidental Friends with Lean Dagen and Kristen Mandela. Sure is. Hi, folks. Hello, hello, hello. We. Oh, are... this was
1: your idea. This episode. I like I this know. episode idea.
0: I don't even know. I honestly don't know where I got it from, but like I feel A number one, it's probably from the Reddit files because ever since that freaking Reddit episode, you guys. Wow,
1: you are a full blown Redditor.
0: Yeah, I now have stock in the company.
1: Incredible. Um, But it was started by an
0: Armenian man, which is really cool. Serena Williams' husband. Serena Williams? Oh, yeah. Her husband. There you go, baby. (laughs) Armenian (laughs) pride. Anyway, this episode, I kind of thought it was super interesting because I feel like. Um. Anyway, we'll get into it. Today we're talking mm-hmm. about death.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: Yeah, I really wish we had some kind of menacing music. Come on, Kh-
1: Chloe, you can just throw in some... some yeah, air. come
0: on, Chloe, don't you know what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing, we just throw so much shit uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but I think this is actually a really cool idea because... It's something that we talk about a lot, right? It's in culture, it's in music, it's in movies, it's in everything. But I actually feel like we're so disconnected from the idea of death. And I think it's something that's really like foreboding, like the way that we grieve, especially in like North American, most of North American culture, like white North American culture especially is like very like super sad. And it's kind of disconnected from like the whole process of life and death and life cycles and stuff. So I'm I can't wait to get into this. I also think we might disagree on some stuff. Which I is do too. Catchy, I really <laughs> do too.
0: So I'm like super super I get a excited. Sick pleasure
1: out of being like, oh, you think that? Yeah, well, I disagree.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby, that's what makes accidental friends. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I guess let's get right into it. I'm just going to ask okay. Chris, have you ever actually like thought about death? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. And what what's it, like it, your thought around it? Like, what have you say thought it about comes it? Out pr-
1: Probably the most when death happens. Yes. Like it's not something that I think about often. I'd say the only times that it gets brought up for me – strangely, is when I look at space, like when I look at outer space. Mm. It, when I look at the stars, I feel infinitesimally infinitesimally yeah. um, insignificant. And it makes me realize in, in a humbling way, but also in an existential, terrifying way. Okay. And it makes me really evaluate how important I think my life is and how in the grand scheme of things I'm just here. And Yeah, you're
0: me. just a little seed on it a matters, floating It matters, but it rock. doesn't, it doesn't yeah. really matter at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And
1: that really overwhelms me. But I'd say, like when my grandma passed away, um, Mm -hmm. I was really confronted with death. That happened in 2015, and it happened in. Hey, mine
0: passed away in 2015 too. No way. Maybe they're like besties. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, but I think because it it happened in this way, where she was like she had fallen, and then she was like conscious Mm -hmm. and unconscious, Mm -hmm. and it kind of like happened in this way that was very traumatizing, especially for my mom and her sisters. For sure. It wasn't like a peaceful knowing of death. It was like a oh, this was like terrible like this was really upsetting uh, to everybody yeah, and yeah, painful yeah. And, and whatever so I think in that way I was confronted in a, in a very uncomfortable way mm-hmm. I was like I don't like what this does to the people around me I don't mm-hmm. like what this does to me and mm-hmm. this feels very like taken too soon and all these different things so but and I was also much younger obviously mm-hmm. this was eight years ago now which is fucking wild but uh, that is wild eh I'm, I'm like that's five years ago and No, because everything's no. always Yeah, I don't do math. So yeah, I'd say in that way, I don't love it. But when I think about nature and like my love for like natural cycles, death is as important as life is. And Mm -hmm. there's such a beautiful role that death plays in life. So I think in that way, it brings me some solace.
0: I get that. It's funny when you were going the like, um, when you look at the sky and the universe and all that, I thought it was going to – instead of making you, like, terrified, I thought it would bring you peace because I feel like that would bring me peace.
1: I think the idea of my existence in that way brings me peace, but the overwhelm of space, it gets me down a rabbit hole of, like, what the fuck are we – like, what is this? And it makes mm-hmm. me unravel a little bit that I, – I don't know what it is. The the, the sheer –
0: You know what's funny, though, is that, like, it, I no feel like – and not to – thing, but not to – trivialize or like even diminish. Right. But it's like if you think about the fact of like how vast the universe is, I guess I don't even know if this is where we're going with this podcast, but we really never know these days, but it's like if you think about how vast the universe is and if that makes you feel like terrified about your your spot in it, it almost can bring a sense of peace. It's like that TikTok audio that it's like we're on a floating rock. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. it's not that serious because we're such a small part of such a massive Massive, massive world,
1: galaxy, and galaxy, all of yeah. this.
0: Like we are truly, like, truly that an idea. insignificant part.
1: Yeah, and that, that in my head, head
0: makes me, me, me feel so at peace with like myself and my choices because I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like none right. of this actually matters. Then, but anyway, I am. Um, yeah, we're not enough strong
1: here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already still. Sp- I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> going down the drain right now I'm like Jesus Christ. Whatever she's you doing? like booking a therapy woman yeah me.
0: literally um have I thought about death I feel like I'm the same as you I've thought about it when it happens to me or when people are sick and I mm-hmm. they're I know that they're going to die um I guess I just I always there's certain people that I thought for some reason would like completely cheat death like I genuinely thought my grandpa my mom's dad like when he passed he was 93 lived a super health like super happy long life um he was super happy until his like last days too to the point that doctors were literally like i don't understand how he's still hanging on like i we genuinely don't know what's happening and we all thought like his was a shock because he wasn't sick. It just kind of was like a, it all happened in a span of two weeks. Mm. And then that I think kind of hit me. That was March, 2021. But that kind of hit like, oh, it's going to hit us all. Like there's certain people I think after they pass, you're like, I feel a sense of relief because they're no longer in pain or they felt it seemed like their last few years they were super unhappy. And I I now feel like they found peace. Mm-hmm.
1: Um.
0: And also, it sounds really, really awful, but stick with me for a second. When people are hurting before they pass, the family around them that is dealing with the hurting person, I don't think as many people talk about the fact that it's actually also a relief for them. Right. Like it's very hard to see your family member go through so much pain and struggle for so long when, especially when you've known them at their like healthiest, happiest, most vibrant, Self, And now you're seeing that. So it is a sense of relief for both parties. And I think that sounds really awful. Like it sounds maybe insensitive, but I do think that there's actually like a relief that happens on the, on the other side as well. I think after the fact you grieve and all of that, but, um, yeah, I just, I think about it. I I have thought about it. It's not something that I consistently think about. It just pops up every so often yeah totally you know what i mean
1: so what do you think happens after you die
0: It's a very good question
1: it is isn't it
0: i don't okay so i was brought up i wasn't brought up religious but i was brought up with religion present right if that makes okay. sense like i wasn't brought right. up that we like prayed at the dinner table every night went to church every sunday but religion was present in my life through my grandpa Through my grandpa and grandma, um, and just, like, through school and whatever. I, I mostly say my Armenian school, my Catholic school, it, like, always was, like, I don't know if I actually believe in this stuff, but, um, my grandpa spoke about it, my grandpa and my grandma spoke about it from a very, um, like, just the way some people talk about the universe, that there's, like, a bigger thing at play here, um, and so the way that people will be like, oh my God, the universe has my back. The universe is like giving me this. My grandpa spoke about it as God. So right. just another word for it. So I do think that you, I do think, I do believe in like there being like a heaven or like a peaceful place that people go to after they pass. Okay. I'm not sure it's the pearly gates. I'm not sure it's like a white man with like a big beard and a mm-hmm. white cloak coming to greet you and be like, hey, you made right. it. Um, have a margarita. But I think that there is <laughs> I don't believe that there's like a hell that people are that people are burning in. I mean, maybe the child predators and stuff. there's a special place <laughs> for them, but right, I don't know. I think that for me, the way I look at it is that, like when I pass, I'm gonna be reunited with my grandparents and family members that have passed before me, right. Like I think that they're gonna be greeting me and being like, hey, welcome i just put on a coffee you want to come have a coffee we got some baklava from the greeks down the street right and i'll be like great yeah like that's what i think happens to us and i've heard these crazy stories there was this like nurse on tiktok who is a palliative care nurse i guess palliative is like you're at the end of your life right Mm -hmm. um so she was a nurse and she always always spoke about how she's like the people when people are like in that phase of like they're about to pass, they Mm -hmm. tend to see a lot of people that have passed before them, like friends and family of theirs that have like gone and they'll they'll say like, oh, this person is in the room or oh, that person came by and -hmm. they'll later realize that it's actually people that have passed on Mm -hmm. and it's a very common phenomenon that happens to people that are going to die and when I heard that, it brought me so much peace around death because I was like, oh... Someone's going to be welcoming me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not leaving as m- – I think about it – sorry, I have so many thoughts about this, but I don't think of it as like I'm leaving all of my family behind. I think about it in the sense of, okay, now I can be present with them all the time because I'm mm-hmm. dead and I'm just like a spirit. And also I'm going to be reunited with family members that have passed before me. I like that. Do I need psychological help <laughs> potentially no I, I like
1: that idea I, I guess what I struggle with is like is that what you believe or is that what I believe or is that what we would like to believe like is that what brings us comfort at the prospect of death or is that actually how we feel like what you know what I'm saying like see I think this a lot is of where people, you and with, I differ right because you're happy with F-
0: I'm a happy little clam. I don't yeah. think to, I, w- I wouldn't break it down into like, is that what I truly believe or is that what I want to believe? Like if that's what I it's believe. The same. Yeah, it's right. the same for me. I see. I believe okay. what I want to believe. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's why we need your perspective on it too. <laughs> well, no, because I,
1: I think we are energetic beings. I mm-hmm. think that's an undeniable and scientific fact. We, yeah. like, most of the world has an energy and energetic pulse yeah, We have that and I think energy cannot be created or destroyed. I'm pretty sure that's a scientific principle. So if we are energetic mm-hmm. beings, we cannot be created or destroyed, meaning like our energy is recycled and it never really goes away when we die. I do think it goes yeah. somewhere and I do think thinking about people who like have a lot of weird comparisons with like past, you know what I mean, like past lives or like yeah. past family members and stuff like that. I really am interested in that idea and this concept of, like, uh, these bodies just being vessels for energy that never kind of goes away. Yeah. Um I don't have – it's not as personified as I say I see yeah. yours being. But listen, like, I do think that humans have a lot of ego and they often think that they know everything. And every. either it means there's heaven and hell or it means that there's absolutely nothing and we're just going to turn into worm shit mm-hmm. but i do think that there is a lot that we don't understand and i am not a, a religious person but i am a, I think i am like a spiritual person and definitely yeah. like a, a naturalistic like a person that believes in like the cycles of the world and listen i'd be lying if i'd say i said that it doesn't give me comfort Mm-hmm. But it does also feel in line with how I actually feel, which feels nice. And I know that doesn't mean a lot to other people, but for me, it means something. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that – I don't think that there's anything wrong with having your belief that brings you comfort. Like, no. I don't think that it needs to be this, like, super no, realistic. And if you if you get into, like, the world of, like, the manifestation and the, and the universe, if you get into, like, those serious – I say serious ones that are, like – your body is a, da, 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 like the ones that yeah, yeah yeah they really just believe that like your body is having your body is a vessel for your sp- for your soul to experience this life in but right. your soul has lived many lives it's just right. now living through your body this time around but right. then it'll come back as like hopefully not as a white man but i mean i'm just like, yeah ideally not. like you come back as whatever and each mm-hmm. life is here to teach your soul something like I think that's what right. if you get into like the true true um hokey pokey like manifestation yeah. version of it and hell if that's like what you believe and it, that brings you comfort we are all about it you know yeah I think so you're thinking your wheels are turning and I'm just trying my to- wheels are
1: turning because I guess I think like if you're just believing things because they're your little believies and they make you feel better, I think that's where I get nervous that like people will then just like tack on identities or tack on ideas that they care about just because it makes them feel better and not because it's like grounded in like reality. And I think with this specifically, it doesn't really matter because it's, really, it's not really hurting mm-hmm. anyone. I guess I just think like that idea can sometimes lead to like, oh, well, I think that there's like... I think that – like, anti-Semitism or something like that. Like, I know I'm going to lose you, but, like, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. no. anti-Semitism or, like, political ideologies where it's like, well, I believe this because this makes sense to me and this because this brings some sort of order to the world and it makes me feel better about the fact that I'm disenfranchised or poor or, like, I can't get that job. It must be because black people are stealing my job. Like, I do think that that's – it's not that far away from me from, like – I know that sounds, like, really over the top, but I think – that's what, where my hesitation comes from. Is ah, like people do it. have these things where like, well, I just believe it. And it just, it makes me feel like there's order in the world. Like that makes sense to me. And I, and I don't think that's what you're doing. I'm just saying, I think that's where my hesitation with that idea of like believe stuff if it makes you feel better. Cause I'm like, I think that's how conspiracy those theories like but I, literally get off the ground is because they give people a question to unanswerable things. And then they're like, well, yeah, that, that, that makes sense to me. That must be, it must be the Jews running Hollywood and, and doing all these things. And you're like, that's how it, the rabbit hole starts, you know?
0: But I think those are things, like, I, I don't see those two connected by any means. Right. Because and that's why I think I'm like, honestly, my, need to yeah, go Yeah, like, touch where my <laughs> life and like, what happens to me after death brings right. me peace. And it's literally not harming people. It's not like I'm like... No, I agree. Do you know what I, I mean? Tot- yeah. I'm Whereas just saying that's where my hesitation was saying beliefs are
1: making... It, that's all I was saying. Yeah. That, that's where my hesitation with that idea comes from. But I don't think that death necessarily... Yeah. Like I get theory. I get
0: what you're talking about that some people can just not think about their beliefs and not question their beliefs. Right. There's certain beliefs that I'm And I maybe will like question.
1: the biases that come from it, but yeah. I think that like with that is of my beliefs. so personal.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of my beliefs that I question or and those are ones that um are harmful either to me or to someone else. Right. But if my belief is not harmful to anyone and it just totally. brings me peace and keeps me calm. Yeah. regardless of whether it's play with your
1: hair at night do it maybe go to a doctor but like just think it it's you know what i mean
0: yeah so whether that like if that doesn't affect have an effect on you in any way then i'm like believe whatever you believe if that brings you peace and calm um because the world i think will give you enough stress stressors as it is so if you want to believe in what you believe in just do it unless it harm it is harmful to you or to another individual. Yes. Whether that's a group of individuals Im- totally. or Do you know what I mean? I think that's the caveat. There.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um okay, I, th- I just thought of a question can I ask you? Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of morbid, but okay, let's say <laughs> <laughs> let's say you find out that through either disease or whatever, you will right. die at the end of this year. How do you feel and what would you want to do?
0: Okay, so this is this is exactly I I was I'm glad you asked this question. Death itself does not scare me. The okay. idea of death does not scare me. The idea of not living a life well-lived scares the fuck out of me. shit
1: out of me. me so too.
0: when um. I think about dying young, it's not the age that scares me because I, I'm also a believer of a little bit like, I think when it's my time, it'll be my time. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I do think that there's some kind of... Higher power that's like
1: calling the shots a bit,
0: calling the shots a little bit. Okay, and so I think that when is my time, it's my time. But mm-hmm. if I died young, the thing that would scare me the most is not living my life to its fullest potential, mm-hmm. not being able to do all of the things that I wanted to do, and like not for my family to not have enough time with me either. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and me not have enough time with my family. Right. But I think that's why... Okay, so what, what, are you doing why,
1: this, what are you doing this year?
0: If I'm doing this year, I am probably... If I died by the end of the year... Mm-hmm. Oh, I like am... Like
1: December 31st. That's it? You out.
0: Baby, what? I'm selling my condo. Yes. I am living probably. off the funds. I'm moving to Europe. I'm mm-hmm. like renting Where? a tiny house. Something on the thing. beach. Something on the beach for sure. Either on the coast of Portugal mm-hmm. or Spain or... Mm-hmm. France or Italy, one of those. Right. Those are my, my Puppies. little. Yeah, I love those places. I'm probably moving there, and then I'm traveling. I will probably right. invest a good chunk of it so that it lasts me for the full year, and I get to Smart. live an extravagant, lavish life
1: mm-hmm. for
0: the rest of it. And I'll bring my family along. I that's was gonna it.
1: say, what's the deal with the family? Because I yeah know you yeah. want your family to. Be I'm there.
0: bringing them along. Like that's nice. it. I'm going to be like, guys, we have one year. And you're just going to eat
1: like octopus. You're going to eat the entire world's worth of octopus. Octopus and calamari. Don't (laughs) come at me for (laughs) – yeah,
0: octopus and calamari. That's it. That's that's literally it. Like I'm not –
1: It's not that serious. It was never that serious. It was
0: never that serious. (laughs) Like I really genuinely stop and think like we're on a floating rock and the people that have the most amount of money, the people that have the most amount of fame, that are the happiest, like – they still have to eat, they still have to shit, like they're just like yeah. us, you know, yeah, it's not that serious, um cool. what about you? What would you do?
1: I would probably take like a good two full days to just completely lose it because like you'd need to process, oh need yeah a little bit I don't of even think thought time. about processing all good, I just think I think of like genuinely, I would just take a 42-hour hot shower, Mm. and I would just bawl my eyes out. This is barring that I I guess I won't be around for like the really peak climate crisis stuff, so I guess I can be a little greedy with my water usage. (laughs) But I would just be very upset for a few days, and then I would immediately – well, it depends. I don't know. I've never gotten that kind of news, but I do think I'd need a day or two to process, and then I would just absolutely go for it. I would Mm -hmm. first get out of here. Because it's too damn cold mm-hmm. and I'd go somewhere warm, same as you. I w- Andres and I would probably immediately move to Spain. I think we would also get married. And if I could probably have a baby in a year, I'd probably do it, leave him with a little me. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't know if I'd want to spend my last year in pregnant. Yeah. But I do think that I would. And then. I think what I've, could be
0: cool is like take out your eggs or something. So that like. Yeah, can- that's
1: true. Put in another woman. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just he kidding. He will have to um, sit in
0: his bedroom with the lights closed and pine after you forever yeah
1: exactly no but i I do think about that maybe but i also think that i would do everything that i've ever wanted to do Mm -hmm. which now looking at it i'm like why don't i just do any of those things i've always wanted to learn how to longboard and then every year i'm like i'm gonna scrape my knees (laughs) i'm like fuck just buy knee pads and try to longboard you idiot yeah um So I I do think that it would release this weight and this pressure of this practicality. I feel like we live under this weight of practicality and pragmatism all the fucking time. And there would probably be a great relief in in a sense, a a very morbid one, but of being like, I don't have to work. My job now is to live, which yeah. really is, should be all of our jobs. Totally. It's just to live and to be kind to one another and to try to leave this world better than how we found it. Yeah. But I think we got so fucking bogged down by our jobs and making rent and making sure that this person is okay and this person's okay. And oh, I haven't, I have to go get coffee with this person. I have a deadline on Friday that you end up losing weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months and in some cases, years and years and years of your life to just existing and like mm-hmm. literally making sure that you can. Go buy your groceries and show up mm-hmm. as a half-decent friend and all these different things. And in some ways, I'm like, not that I would ever want this to happen to me, but I do think that there would be like this, yeah, release of weight of mm-hmm. the expectations of society. Like, yeah. what's your job? Oh, is that yeah. is that enough for you to travel? Like, do you have enough to make your ends meet? Like, doesn't fucking matter, yeah. you know?
0: There's there's um I again a TikTok that I saw and the underlying quote was and I feel like I also heard this on a podcast one time but if you were on your deathbed mm-hmm. and you had lived your life the way that you are currently living it and then someone came and showed you the life you could have lived like essentially your mm. potential right like if you had followed Oof. if you had followed every single time your stomach gave you a nudge in a certain direction or um you felt your heart was like like lit all the times up. you said yes instead of no Yeah, basically right so it was just kind of like all of these things that like you wanted to do and you followed all of those and you actually went for it full force fully believing in yourself fully giving it all of your effort trusting that like the universe actually has your back and is pushing you forward like all what of these it things look like? what would it look like and if you could see that now at the age of 30, 31, would you change what you're living, the way you're living? Mm. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And I think that like that kind of, every time I heard that I was like, oh my God. And it was so inspiring and motivating, but it was always in a way like, like I heard it when I wasn't in a place I could take action in that moment. You know what I mean? I was like, yes. okay, I got to bank this. And then I got to come back to that quote and that feeling and like whatever, Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so true. It's like, you see Absolutely. all these people that are on their deathbeds and like in their nineties, five, mm-hmm. ninety. this, this is what I would have told myself in my thirties. This is what I would have told myself in my twenties. This is what I would have told myself in my forties. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: we think that we don't have time and life is one of the, life is both the short, so short, but also the longest thing you will ever do. Mm-hmm. Right. So Absolutely. it's like, why can't, why shouldn't we be living it? like to our fullest and actually seeing how full of a potential we have so that when our time does come, we don't have that regret of like, oh, I should have, I should have done this. I should have. Right. Absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah. It reminds me of my favorite quote, which I think I've probably said many times on this podcast, but it's by Jim Carrey. I don't know if he's the original author of it or like the person that said it first, but it's most people live their lives in fear disguised as practicality. Yes. And I think that that's like that. the, yeah, I, I know. I, I love it so much. I love it so much. I think it's just the it it's resonated true. with me so intensely because mm-hmm. I do think, especially honestly, I noticed it when Andres and I said we were going to move to Spain. Um, so many people were like, "Oh my god, but how are you going to work there? Uh, how what's the visa process like?" Like immediately, just like fear, fear, fear. How, how is it going to work? Like, oh, are you going to make ends meet? Like, and don't get me wrong, people were overwhelmingly happy and supportive of us. Mm-hmm. But even when they were super supportive, there was still a lot of that, like, oh. But what about this? Have you thought about this? Like how money wise? Like oh my god, how are you gonna pay for it? And you're like, whoa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I do think that comes from a level of being fearful. But you're you're trying, you're coming off as practical. Well, you have mm-hmm. you thought about your job? Have you thought about these things? But really, it's you're saying, oh, I I don't know if that's a smart idea. Yeah. I'm kind of scared for you. And same thing yeah. when I cut my hair, when I shaved all my hair off. Oh my gosh, I could never do that. Oh my god, I would never be able to leave the house. Like blah blah blah. You're so brave for doing it, but I, I could never ever do. It. I'm like fear, fear, fear. It's all just fear. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, it is all fear. And it's also like, I think there's a part that when you do something like that, it also shows other people that it's, it's possible for someone to do it. That Mm -hmm. is, especially if it's somebody that like you've grown up with, you come from the same resources as them, like maybe the same family background, all of these things that it's like, oh, if Kristen's doing it, like I can do it too. I'm just not doing it. And she is actually doing it. So it comes from a place of like, oh shit, I could have. That I me. could have be, been good. Right. I could and do I'm it. just not doing it.
1: Yeah. So you kinda write it off and be like, oh well, the shape of my face. I could just never, I can never pull yeah, that off. The shape I of my, I, never, I don't have I'm,
0: the oh she's I, gonna, I never have. She yeah, probably yeah, hasn't yeah. thought about all these things. Like I've thought about right. it and I know it's not and a And it's realistic, really just a way of justifying
1: your fears and also putting yourself in a box because all of these rules that we've made up for ourselves, right? Like yeah. when my mom would say, like, oh, I could never have another haircut. This is the only one that suits my face shape. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're the only one saying that. Yeah. You're the only person that thinks this or when people are like, oh, well, I can never wear this type of pant or this kind of yeah. thing. I just, it's so not me. I'm like, actually, that doesn't mean anything. You yeah, know what I mean? Nothing. It could be you if you yeah. wanted it to be. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing life-wise that, you know, if you and I are to go into this year being like the biggest, brightest, boldest version of ourselves, I think the biggest disservice mm-hmm. we could do is really continue to put ourselves in these boxes that really don't serve us at all Mm -hmm. to say oh well I'm gonna look like a goofy 30 30 year old person trying to longboard in my the high school near my house's parking lot well fuck it maybe that's actually a hilarious thing to do yeah and something that will make me feel really proud of myself you know what I mean you know what's funny but I make that story
0: that makes it embarrassing
1: nobody else thinks it's embarrassing and if they do then that says more about them than me
0: I had you know what's really funny okay I have two things actually now Number one, so everybody's seen my big poofy green jacket. Um, I was driving with it the other day, a couple, probably like last week, and mm-hmm. I drove by this couple in the underground, and the guy and the girl both looked at me, and I was like, they just see this like fucking green marshmallow driving yeah, a car, yeah. and they're like, I, the way that they looked at me, I assumed, oh my, they must think, oh my god, that girl's jacket is so obnoxious, it's so ugly, it's blah, blah, blah. Right. I don't know why that Loud. was my initial thought. Loud. Right. whatever. And I was like sitting there and I'm like – because just the way that they looked at me, I was like, oh, they must think I just look like a weirdo. And right. And I'm like, whatever. I love my jacket. i obsessed with my jacket. I don't care if they – I started to think, I'm like, why would I care what they thought about my jacket? Blah, blah, blah. Totally. I get out of my car and there's two girls walking to their car that's parked right beside mine. First thing she says to me, oh, my God, I love your jacket. Right. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. I just had a – five-minute conversation with myself in my head about this couple that that I don't know thinking that they think my jacket they
1: absolutely think it's ridiculous
0: yeah and there's one random girl that was like getting into her car beside me was like oh my god I love your jacket number two the second thing that I thought about whenever you were talking about um starting longboarding Mm -hmm. and if people thought it would be embarrassing I feel like there's parts in our lives that um If you start something at the age in like your 20s, in your early 20s, -hmm. and you're bad at it or you're just starting it, it's not embarrassing because it may come off to society as, oh, they're young and they're trying something new. That's so commendable. That's so exciting. Yes, I love
1: this point and you haven't even finished it.
0: 25 (laughs) to like 30, 35, people are like, okay, why are you trying something new? Like you should be in whatever the path Mm -hmm. that you should be in. Mm -hmm. Then you get to like the 40s or even early 50s. And I can guarantee you that if a 40 or a 50 year old started trying longboarding, everyone would look at that person and be like, oh my God, look at them. They're trying something new at 40 or 50. That's so commendable. That's so brave, blah, blah, blah. Why is it that in our age range, when we try something new, when we try something new, it comes across as like maybe cringy or something that we're bad at. It's
1: it's so true.
0: It's embarrassing.
1: It reminds me it's it's such a true point and honestly like I, before I forget this point, I'll just cut you off really quickly because mm-hmm. I remembered um a TikTok creator called auntie Skates. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she's from Toronto and she learned how to skateboard in her forties because she wanted to spend more time with her kids, and she ended oh, up absolutely loving okay, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me so much of this idea that like once we're a certain age, it's because it becomes like embarrassing to try something new. Yeah, and I feel like nothing could be further from the truth. Like I think that's way more brave. Like when you're in your twenties and everyone's expecting you to like fuck up Fail and try whatever. Yeah, that's great. Obviously, that's still amazing. But when you're at an age where people look at you, I don't know. I just think it's like it's so interesting. The bat not the backlash, but like the how she was received. It was like seen as like so brave. Yeah. Um. But she also got like a lot of feedback that was like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. This is so cringe. And it's like, no, this is fucking awesome. Because.
0: like tying it all back to this like conversation about death that we've been having these are the things that you're going to look back on and be like oh my god when i was 40 i tried longboarding or i tried longboarding when i was 30 i tried longboarding by the time i was 40 i was amazing at it and i was longboarding better than my kids i was Mm -hmm. like i was in better shape than i've ever been and blah 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 or you know, I sucked. I fell down so many times. I scraped mm-hmm. my knee, but you know, it was like the best, the most fun time that I had because I felt like a kid, mm-hmm. which in turn made me feel blah, blah, blah. Like totally, you actually just don't know. And I think these are the memories that you will look back on when you unfortunately maybe are on your deathbed Final days. yeah and totally. I think this is the stuff that brings people peace when they are on their way out that they're like I've done all this stuff I've lived like yes I hear so many I not I hear so many older people but I've I've known of older people that have kind of been like I'm ready I'm fine and it's mm-hmm. all the family around them that's having a hard time with them passing but they themselves right, but are at like peace with it. I'm at such peace like I have such a beautiful family look at all of you guys I've done xyz I've done mm-hmm. everything I wanted to do I'm good. Like I'm so right. good.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think if there's anything because obviously God willing that we that is not our reality for either of us yeah. this year and that we're going to live many many more lives or many more years until we're very old and gray and still going out together. Yeah. Um I do think that there's always a hint of wisdom that comes from thinking about yeah. death and that it shouldn't be something that we're so scared of. And instead, I think it should like serve as a really beautiful reminder of how finite our time is. Yeah. And instead of it being like this source of fear, being like, fuck it, like I got to do longboarding because or else I'm going to die and I'm going to regret it. It's like, well, I actually only have one life to try it. So I might yes. as well try it now because yeah. I I deserve to try something new and I tr- deserve to have some fun. And it doesn't have to be this like morbid Idea, but yeah. instead an inspiring one where it's like my dad sent me this quote and it was, um, a man has two lives, the second begins when he realizes he only has one.
0: I love that quote. I've heard it yeah. and I'm obsessed. It's with it. so it's good, so true. And it's it like literally so what true. we're
1: talking about. It's like eventually you come face to face with death. Whether it's through a family member or a loved one or even a celebrity, and you realize, holy shit, we only get to do this once. Mm -hmm. So, all that self doubt that you have in your head that you're not worth it or that you shouldn't do it or it'd be embarrassing, who gives a shit? You deserve it and you owe it to yourself to try.
0: And something I will also say is that just to like kind of piggyback off of that, is that I think that all of these things, like Chris, I think the, I'm just gonna use your longboarding as an example, is that I actually think that learning new things, like, as you grow older too, actually helps you live longer and a healthier life. Because it keeps your brain active. Mm -hmm. You are constantly thinking, you're learning something new. It it keeps you active physically, which is great for your muscles and your bones and all Mm -hmm. of those things. And it just keeps you happier, which is obviously going to help you live a longer life. Like think about how many times you've heard of somebody like you've, I'm sure everybody's heard quotes and statistics that like lonely people die sooner or Absolutely. people who are unhappy die die younger because of stress or toxic and blah, 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 all of these things. So if you could do something that makes you super excited and super happy and,
1: and feel constantly young learning and, yeah. and young,
0: like why wouldn't you do it regardless of whether you're 20, whether you're 32 or 100, you're 47, like who cares?
1: And I think at the end of the day too, youth and like being young I know that sounds, this is going to sound super cringe, but it is a mindset. It to is, To be youthful is something that doesn't end at a certain age. And yeah. to embody youthfulness is something that doesn't discriminate on your actual – how many times you've been here for the circulations yeah. of the sun or on the earth. Like it doesn't matter. And so I think embodying youthfulness is an important thing, especially as you and I kind of continue to – yeah, go into our thirties. It's like that doesn't mean that we have to act a certain way. It actually yeah. liberates us to care less about what people think and to embrace like our youthfulness, you know?
0: Yeah, and our cringiness and our and our oh yeah,
1: definitely our cringiness.
0: <laughs> I actually love it so much more, Chris. I actually found this conversation so inspiring for myself. Me like, too. I want to just like get off. This as is a soon good as, one. Yeah, as soon as we're done, I'm like, I want to do this, this, and this. This morning, I was. I know. I'm actually gonna start writing plan. some stuff down. Like yeah. I was. I just feel a lot more inspired Me and it's too. I think that it, I think that sometimes we need to think about this stuff we need to think about the morbid things to but put it, in perspective yeah, all the beautiful things
1: absolutely and life would not be life without death so there has to be an element of gratitude there too you know we it, we wouldn't be able to understand and be grateful for the one life we yeah. have if we didn't have death yeah so can I, I also just was, say one last yeah. thing
0: Absolutely. So Please. I know we talk when you were like, what happens after we die and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Have you ever thought about death? I also find this super interesting thing is that, and this has happened to my, both my grandma and my grandpa when they've passed. They, even when they're like, I would say like half passed, you know, that okay. like little, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. your grandma passing, but it's like.
1: I wasn't present. For they're, the oh, remote. okay.
0: So there, there comes a point where they like cross a line. I want to say that it's like, they're not fully aware of what's happening, but they're alive, but they're just, I want to say they're like half dead. Like literally they like half passed. Okay. And I remember this both with my grandma. She waited. They called us in the morning saying, Hey, you guys should probably come to the hospital. She's going to pass today. Like she's like kind of reached that tipping point. She waited for my entire family to get there and as well, she waited for the priest to get there and bless her and then passed right (laughs) after. Yeah. Wow. My grandpa, I remember he was an hour away in hospice and it was like a very comfortable place. Like they had taken him there because it was like, this is, he's going to be in a resort essentially. Like he was super, super comfortable. The nurses were incredible. They were so kind. The place was so clean, blah, blah, blah. So it was an hour away. So my brother and I both got up at like six o'clock in the morning um, and we drove to see my grandpa and literally the Friday night, he passed on a Saturday, the Friday night, my mom called us and she's like, Hey, I don't think he's going to make it through the night. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Do you want to come? Or you don't have to, if you want to, if you're okay with having the last memory of your grandfather, be like that, whatever self she's like, it's totally fine. I don't feel any certain way about it. You guys mm-hmm. made the decision. And we're like, it was super late. We're both like, I don't know if we're gonna go. If we'll, what if we drive all that way and he's already passed? So we're like, let us know in the morning what happens, and we'll make our decision from there. 6 a.m. comes on Saturday morning. My mom's like, I do not understand it, nor do the nurses and doctors. Like they don't understand how we made it through the night again. Like this man is holding on. So my brother and I got up and we drove an hour out to go see my grandpa. He was like in that iffy state, and I kept. I was in school at the time. And I think I said something along the lines of like, hey, hey, can you do my homework for me? Like, I think you're faking it. Like, I think I made a joke of like, I think you're faking it. Can you do my Mm. homework? And he Mm. shook his head no. Like, he outright Mm. shook his head no. He waited for all of us to get there. We left. And I think an hour later, he passed. And doctors literally the whole time. Then the craziest part, and this is something that I do believe. I don't know why. I can't explain it. But he passed mid March. I want to say like 20th, 21st.
1: Okay.
0: Two weeks later, my brother and my sister in law said that they were expecting. And I think that they were two weeks in. It was like, and they had a boy. Right. It was like the weirdest thing that all of us were like, I don't know if like your grandpa sent him to us or something. But it was like the most, the biggest example of like,
1: divine timing death and
0: rebirth like Mm -hmm. i i could i can't even explain it it was literally like on a saturday my grandpa passed and on a friday two weeks later my brother and my sister-in-law told me that they were expecting i was like that's incredible this is wild and then on top of that it happened to be a little boy we're like okay this is
1: yeah that's really special kind of nuts
0: yeah so i mean i don't know take of that what you will but i always found kind of solace in that a little bit
1: yeah totally
0: you know yeah anyway all right. This well, has been a very inspiring chat. Very I hope for you guys too.
1: Hope, yeah, absolutely. I hope people gleaned something and maybe brought some more solace towards the idea. And yeah. Um, yeah, peace be with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also with you. And, and also okay, now we're you. making fun of a whatever. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's fine. All right, here this we
1: go. This has been Accent All Friends with Leanne and Kristen. This podcast was created by us and produced by Chloe Jackson. Thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Instagram, Accent All Friends Podcast, and on TikTok, Accent All Friends. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe, share, and please leave a review. We love you. See you on Thursday.